Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. Uh, so I'm on a lot of medication. <laughs> you are not used to what being the to one to, the podcast. Right? You are not the one. Uh, to, you are not used to starting this thing off. Oh no, I'm not. But this is fun. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll talk about medication because I brought that up first. So if anybody's listening in, you'll notice that my voice is quite a bit different than previous episodes, and that's probably because I finally kicked that sinus infection I've been fighting for like the last month and a half. Uh, I took a lot of prednisone. And uh, I'm having hot flashes, so that that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I feel good now. <laughs> so I uh, I had to um, I had to take I, I take every single day I take um, uh, allergy medicines, Allegra. Me too. And me sometimes too. I have to take Allegra D, and it's very it, it's embarrassing to me because you have to walk up to the counter and show them your driver's license. It's like, no, I'm not a. Uh, a meth head. <laughs> I'm not making. Well, I'm on. I dude, that stuff doesn't do anything for me. The over the counter stuff. They've got me on a prescription drug now. It's called levacetrazine. Ooh, I don't know, but it works good. Um, it's actually kept my allergies in check, and that's partially because I have asthma too. So enough yeah. about my health. Uh, this is you know, we, I don't want to get into any uh, legal restrictions on talking about my uh, Medicare and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, this week's topic is going to be more focused around the holiday season. We're going to be talking about uh, beginner guitars yep. and the different tiers of guitars that are available right now and maybe even putting a rig together for the, the beginning player. Um, obviously, that if you're finding this podcast, chances are you're not a beginning player, but it's cool to think about, and it's always good to have this stuff in your back pocket for talking to beginning players and people you know that are like interested in starting up playing the guitar. So Definitely. Um. How do you how do you want to start, Jim? What, what, well, what do we want to approach this from first? Let's look at let's look at some of these things. So obviously there's the uh, there's the package deals. I'm not a fan of them personally. No, I you know honestly you can get so much more instrument by going outside that. But think about it this way: this is the reason the packages exist. When you go into a guitar shop and you buy that Squire Strat pack. What is it now? By the way, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Um. They're now going for three hundred bucks. No, they, it depends. So if you want a humbucker single single coil uh, sunburst, that's three hundred bucks. The mm. Squire Strat Pack with three single coils is two hundred dollars. Wow! Included, you get your pickups, your guitar. Of course, you get your pickups. Mm. You get your guitar. You get a ten watt amplifier. You usually get a cable, a strap. The cable is usually worthless. Yep. The strap, it's a strap. You yep. know what? What more can you say? Um, and you get your bargain basement, either Squire Affinity Series or they're probably they maybe be doing bullets now. Yeah, they might and be. It's hard to bullets. tell from the picture. It, it didn't look like a bullet, but it's hard to tell from the picture. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of these packages. When growing up, because I grew up in the era of these packages, really. Um, I know a lot of people who got their first guitars from the store in one of these deals. Yep. Um. I played dozens of them. I've repaired a lot of them too. Actually, uh, people would bring them to me and be like, "Oh, you don't have fixed guitars," and I would, you know, redo the output jack or whatever because right. they got jacked up. Essentially, yeah, they get, 
they they essentially get broken just by plugging them in and unplugging. Yeah, them. Uh, the amplifiers in them they they amplify. That's about all you can say. Yep. They make it louder. Yep. Um, they're not what I would consider a good sound. Although there are creative uses of these style of amplifiers. I mean, look at the guy in cake. He plays a, he plays a nylon string acoustic through one. Yeah. And gets those kind of signature sounds of his. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is John McCree, by the way. Um, so yeah, the, the, the packs don't really do it for me. Um, I actually, my first guitar was a school. No, it wasn't a square. It was a Samick. Yeah. Uh, and I got that. Uh, it wasn't a pack, but the, but the store itself had put together a deal. Yeah. Now, the funny thing was, I got a case, I got a guitar, I got a strap, and I got no amp. So here's the, here's the crap. Here's the crap. My parents are like, oh, you'll get, a, you'll get an amp. We'll buy you an amp. So they walk me around the store, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we really don't want to buy them an amp because, you know, it's kind of expensive, and uh, it's going to be about the same price as the guitar. So what can we get that we might want to use? And, of course, my mother plays keyboards, so they buy a Roland K60 keyboard amp. So I have nothing but clean. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, as far as a pedal platform goes, of course, you well, don't have any pedals, but well, yeah, and point. and no speaker emulation, so uh, it's pretty neutral. But actually, um, very shortly after that, I got a Zoom 5052, the little single stop box pedal that a lot of people in my generation that was like the first pedal they got, um, and then that had cabinet emulation stuff in it. And then later on, I got uh, I think my first stop box was a Ibanez Smashbox. Which actually sounded pretty cool through that thing. I mean, looking back, it's not something you would, you know, write home about. But um, it kind of got me on the road to getting started. And then I, I shortly thereafter got a Sam Ash brand amp of that Brownsville series. And away we went. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the packs. I think you can get all your musical development, at least in the start, with just getting a guitar and a, and a halfway decent amplifier. You don't have to worry about things like expensive picks and all that stuff. Um, I would recommend, you know, trying to pick a guitar that kind of fits the genre that you want to play in a little bit. Um, that's not as important. Uh, I think comfort is probably more important than anything and playability. Most of your guitars that you're going to get around 200 bucks right now are very playable. Um, if they're set up properly now, they may have some quality issues in terms of like glue on the fretboard and stuff, but those are minor things for a beginning player. You're not going to, you're not going to be bogged down by that. Like, uh, Jim probably experienced when he was starting out, right? I mean, talk talk to us about some of your beginner guitars. Well, my beginner guitar, um, let's see, I had a, I started out, um, there were a lot of family guitars, which were nice, but I started out on a nylon string um, uh, acoustic, which usually wouldn't be so bad, but it was a very, 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 very inexpensive um, instrument, probably in the range of 20 or $25. Um but we're talking the 60s when that thing was purchased. The other, um, but when it came to an electric guitar, it was one of those uh, Sears um, silver tones with the amp built into the case. And I think we've talked about you that, the one that people You mean the one that people love now that they want to buy? I literally burned that thing. If I remember right, I burned it. I, I maybe, I'm trying to remember if we did a Jimi Hendrix type thing and I threw, um, you know, lighter fluid on it or if I just burned it normally but I burned the heck out of it it was it was awful it didn't intonate it was it was a slab of it was a slab of plywood connected to a slab of plywood and it had uh, strings that were made of um, uh, barbed wire and uh, rust and um, it, you know it was just not something that was useful for 
uh, a musician uh, on a daily basis, not even in learning environment. You know, at least today's guitars are set up for learning, you know, in the most part. But yeah. if you were going to yeah. if you were going to tell somebody, OK, grandma's going to go buy me a guitar and grandma walks into said guitar store, which is obviously either it's going to be a guitar center or something like that. What are you going to tell grandma to get? That's the question. OK. All right. That's a good. Then that, that's actually where I was going to head next. So I'm looking at the brands right here, and obviously we know that there's a, a variety of bargain basement guitars right now. The real popular thing is these modding platforms right now. Uh, Epiphone has the Les Paul SL, which is basically uh, Gibson Epiphone, same company. Um, they, which is basically like a, a flat top Les Paul with uh, a pig guard on it and two single coils, um, which is kind of a deviation from the norm from them. And then they have a number of other like bargain basementy type flat top Les Pauls. I actually don't see SGs until we get around 170 bucks. But you know that's doable. Um, they even have a walnut one for 170 uh, if you can put up with that headstock, uh, which a lot of people don't like. Now, so Epiphone is a good company. I would recommend them. Squire, if you're gonna get Squire, I'd go higher end Squire. Stay away from the bullets. Stay away from uh, the Affinity series, um, and let because like like I said, we're we're focusing us on the uh, beginning player, and the idea is not to give them something that they have to mod right out of the box, um, because it's just it's not, it's not substandard. It's just not intended to be used this in the stock configuration. They they I mean let's face it, the reason they built those SLs is because they know people are going to buy them. They're going to do the fret level. They're going to do all this stuff. It was a way for them to cut costs and not finish the guitar and not go through all the quality checking that happens at the end. It's Absolutely. one of the way to keep the costs down. Because there's a lot of people that make the statement, "Oh, I've only paid this much money for it, so I don't mind the fact that I have to go through all this work." And actually, for the for the lower end stuff, man, as I'm looking through the listings here, I'm actually looking at Sweetwater while we're talking. Uh, the lower the lower end stuff that I see here. Uh, Ibanez, I mean, around 180 bucks. It's hard to beat Ibanez for beginner guitars. Um, I've had my hands on some really inexpensive Ibanezes that played really, really well. Of course, then you get into the higher end Squires, Epiphones. If you really, if you, if you know you're gonna play, like you basically just, like maybe you play another instrument or something, and you, you want to get something that's higher quality, you might want to look into an SE. Um, or, you know, around a 300 to $500 guitar, but there's a ton of brands in that price range that are, they're definitely doable. I would stay away from anything used for beginners. And I know people kind of shoot me down for this, but the whole thing is you don't want somebody else's mess. Like if it's, if it's a guitar that needs some work, you don't want to start off with a guitar that needs some work. You want to start off with something that's going to allow you to actually play and develop good habits. So I want to talk about that used thing for just a minute. And one of the things in the used market, at least right now, and it's and it's going to get worse every year. It's going to get worse every month. Um, is the fact that there are so many fakes out there. Um, we just ran across one. What was it this week or last week? Where um, a person that had was this a week, uh, yeah. yeah, a person had a Les Paul standard, or I mean a Les Paul custom for seventeen hundred dollars and said first come first serve. First of all, I know that when you're saying it's a Les Paul custom in good shape and you you think it's from 69 and you're pricing it at $1,700 you know good gosh darn well you're targeting a quick sale um, and then um, it was pointed out to the person that that it was a fake several times and uh, uh, they got really defensive to each person that uh, pointed out the fakeness and I want to I want to make this point and the point is that 
there was a person that that caught, um, that chimed into our discussion and said, "I don't see it." And the fact is that that those are the people they're targeting is the person that yeah. I don't see it, and and they're hoping you don't see it because they're trying to get their money back. Yeah, and it's not always easy. I mean, some of the photographs and stuff we saw on that listing were were pretty. They were pretty shady. Like it was hard to tell. And that's why we we initially reacted into the impression that they knew this was a fake and they're trying to pass it off. I, I don't necessarily, after having conversation with that person, I don't necessarily know that that was the case. I think it was more or less uh, erroneous advice given from another party about the authenticity of the instrument. And I think they got burned. And I think they now realize that they got burned and were very upset. Um, but yeah, I had a pretty amicable discussion with them. I think everybody else talking to him first probably softened it up a little bit, but, um, yeah. So long story short, I mean, be careful, especially when buying used, it's really easy to counterfeit stuff. And if you're a beginner and you're going to dump a lot of money into a guitar, last thing you want to do is buy something that's not authentic, that has no resale value. But it, going back to our price range, if you're, if you're telling somebody you should get used, they really should bring someone who plays um, because, or at least that they can trust. They it's kind of like get your right. It's kind of like getting your first car used. You don't want to run in there, and and I would never buy a used car without somebody that knew what they were talking about. Because honestly, I would be easily duped, and I know because I don't know cars. And the same thing would come from the expectation that hey, I'm a beginner guitar player. I'm going into a place. Bring a guitar player that knows what he's looking for, knows what he's talking about, knows what she can she can get from uh, a better experience. You know, if she's if you're per, if the person you trust, she goes in there and says, "Oh, you know what? This you don't want this. Oh, but it looks so cool." And we do yeah. hear with our eyes first, and so oh, it's sure. tough. What I recommend always is take take a number of them, whether it's eight, ten, five, whatever. Take as many of them that you like the look of first, because those are going to be the ones that inspire you to play. They're, the, they're going to be the ones that inspire you to pick them up and play them. Now, if you go back. You say, okay, I've got now. I've got this, you know, five, ten list of, guitars. Yeah, this list right. of five or six, right? Now you can say, okay, which one feels good? Don't take five Les Paul Epiphone specials down. Take five very, very different guitars in your price range because you want to try, you know, things. What I don't recommend for a beginner, no matter what. Um, and I know that some beginners do it anyway, is I don't recommend a floating trim. I don't even recommend um, a uh, tremolo at all. But if they're going to get it, yeah, don't if get you're gonna, floating. If you're going to get it, um, I would recommend you ask the shop to have it blocked when you buy it. I know it sounds ridiculous uh, to a lot of people who've already, you know, who've already developed playing styles and stuff, but you're just going to set yourself up for tuning issues. And at the beginning, you got to develop that ear. And I, that's kind of why I say that. So along with that, I'm actually, so I've been poking around the listings here. There are some cool deals out right now. If you're if you are in the market for buying a beginner guitar for somebody else, um, I, I think we probably should talk budget first. I would I would say bare minimum two hundred bucks to start, and then I know you can get guitars for cheaper than that, but I would say between two hundred and four hundred. I mean that's that's where I'm at. Uh, and as I'm looking here, the yeah. ones that scream that scream at me right now, the uh, PRS San, uh, Santana Standard SE uh, Vintage Cherry on uh, Sweetwater is three forty eight. Uh, you can get a faded Epiphone G400, which is an SG style guitar for 350 bucks. I mean, they're out there. If you if you're paying that much money, you're gonna get something decent, um, it, at least you know that's supportable and has decent electronics, and will grow with you a little bit. 
So. Yeah, I mean, any beginner can start with a modeling amp. You don't really need. Actually, I was going to go there next that. and talk about amps. Yeah. Um, you know, now I don't include the katana as a modeling amp, although no. I do consider that an excellent beginner guitar amp. It's even an excellent um, instructor amp. It's an excellent, you know, uh, long. You can gig with it. Music. I've done it. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's it's a great amp. I actually, I think, uh, yeah. So. Uh, as everybody that's tuning in should know, uh, we're we're talking about electric guitar here. We're not really focusing on acoustic guitar. Um, yes, acoustic guitar is a whole other animal, a whole other ball game, uh, ball game, and a whole other podcast, really, because you don't need all these other components like an amplifier and all these other things. So, I mean, you could take the same money you're going to put towards an electric guitar and get a nice acoustic guitar for like five hundred bucks. In fact, I was playing some Martins the other day. I almost walked out with one. It was uh, it was only five hundred dollars. So um, just to put it in perspective, it's amazing you know, what you, they can do now. Yeah, I, the, the Martin that I played was. I was just I was just shocked. I was like, I can't believe it's this yeah. good for that cheap. Yeah, incredible. Uh, but as far as amps go, I mean, uh, like Jim said, I would focus not on a beginner solid state amp. I would try to go something what they would consider digital uh, modeler. Uh, your your Fender Mustangs, your um, uh, Boss Katanas. If you're going to go tube, go to the smallest tube amp you can get your hands on because they're all so different that you really probably should start with something that's controllable and manageable and then kind of work your way up towards what you really need uh, as you develop your you know yeah. skills and abilities. Like a Blues Junior, a PV Classic. Yeah, or like a Pro Junior even, even which yeah. is a, I believe a 10-inch speaker, 5-watt Fender tube amp. Yep. Um, and of course, the Valve Juniors were a big craze for a while. There's, I mean, there's still tons of five watt tube amps out there. Now, would you recommend a Bugera to a beginner? Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, you're not gigging out with it. It's not mission critical. Um, obviously, the rules change the second you hit that stage. You got to make sure you have something that's going to be totally reliable. Yep. Um, again, I know a guy that's got a Bugera has zero problems with it. it it's a fine. It's fine. But again. I don't know that I would gig with any amp without a backup. I don't even like gigging with my with my very very expensive you know Mesa uh, rig without having a, another amp or something available that I can amplify myself with. So just being you know putting that in perspective, don't don't think you're going to get away with uh, you know having a single amp for gigging out or anything like that. So this is obviously something you're using as uh, strictly a, pra a practice and development platform. Right, we're talking about a, um, a beginner here at first, and that's that's really the important thing is having something that you can plug in, and that's why I recommend things like the Fender Mustang, the Fender GT, the Marshall Code, the you know the, the yeah. Boss Katana, because most everybody of makes these, one. Yeah, most of these have some kind of software. You can run it into your computer. You can record from it directly, um, so that you can listen back. Um, you know, we already talked which about which is hugely valuable. That's right. We talked about lesson tools last week. So there's there's so many things you, you really want to listen back. No matter how badly you think you played, you really want to listen back. That's yeah, one of the most valuable Yeah, because that's how you develop. Right. Like you listen back and you develop. You say, okay, I got to fix this, this, and this, and yeah. you can kind of make a list and go for it. Um, along with that, I would say I know there's been a trend more towards going to these systems where you just plug in your computer and play guitar through your computer. Uh, I would not use it as a primary, right? Like if you want to do that as a secondary, as a lesson guide, tutorial type thing, or some way for the computer and you to interact and learn. Great. I'm all for that. 
but you need to understand how, how an amplifier actually works and how it interacts because we're not to that level yet where every guitar player and their mother is plugging into a Mac or something on stage and playing through that. Um, that's, that's still, you know, that's big touring stages for the most part. Uh, you will see guys doing it on the, in the, you know, little amateur circuits too, but it's, it's, that's, uh, kind of the wild west still, um, conventional amplification is still a thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree there. Um, there's also, uh, doesn't Yamaha, is it Yamaha makes a little TH10 or. Oh yeah. Those are great. Um, yeah. cause they're, well, and you know, cause so Yamaha also owns line six and right. that same technology is what's gone into the Amplify. And yep. the Amplify is now on sale for the holiday season. Um, and I know really? this because I'm following them. Uh, <laughs> 250 bucks. 250 bucks. Yeah. For the Amplify right now. So I mean, let's face it. If you're gonna, if if somebody's gonna get you some stuff to start you out, um, they really need to be ready to uh, pitch in together. Unless they have some, you know, unless Grandma's got a little bit more money, Grandpa, um, because. To be honest, you want to have a decent, you know, amplifier and a decent guitar to start with. Because how many people do you know have been discouraged? They were like, I can't even make a G chord. I can't press the guitar hard enough. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Pretty much everybody. So, like, when I started playing guitar, a lot of people started playing guitar shortly thereafter me. And almost all of them gave up. I mean, I I actually was kind of weirded out by it because I'm like, I just play through the pain, you know, and everybody else is like, this is painful. I don't want to do this. And they quit. And that's, that's just the reality of playing the guitar. If you can outlast that period, then you'll stick with it. Even a real instrument. Um, I say a real instrument, even an expensive guitar can be difficult after hours and hours, and hours of playing. And we've mm-hmm. all, we've almost all been there with our fingers bleeding and our, you know, and the pain in our left hand. And it feels like, uh, you know, you've got arthritis, um, and then you go, oh, geez, I gotta get, I gotta get this thing uh, through. But I, I was just there the other day. <laughs> oh, I, I tore my arms up. They were throbbing in my sleep. It was oh, awful. I was playing uh, at church. I was doing the P and W thing, and we were doing Mary, did you know? And I have, uh, it's almost a solo acoustic piece that you're playing through, and I'm, I'm not really an acoustic player, so <laughs> yeah. Not... So you're like. Lit, lit, you know, reliving that experience. Exactly. I was like, "Ow, oh, what? Who, I actually, who invented that's this a piece good point. of wood with a with a that's hole a good in point it?" Point too. I've heard, I've heard two schools of thought on this, Jim. I just want to get your opinion. Yeah. Um, two schools of thought. Like some people say, when you're starting guitar, you should start with an electric. Some people say you should start with acoustic. Now, I'm a big electric guy because I'm like, look, you got to have the, the wherewithal to survive that first thirty days where you're building callus and stuff. Yep. And on an acoustic guitar, that could be straight up nightmarish. Well, now, I know guys do it. I mean, I know guys who have. This is, but I this is my it. take. This is my take. If you're going to play acoustic guitar, then you should start on an acoustic guitar. If your thing Primarily, is, right. right. Let's say you're, you want to be the next Taylor Swift or you want to be, um, you know, the next Ed Sheehan. Well, then it's probably a good idea to start on an acoustic guitar. But if you want to be the next Steve Vai, Van, Eddie Van Halen, um, you know Joe Satriani, uh, the guys from Dragon Force, um, then yeah, whatever. Then no, I don't. I wouldn't start on an acoustic. There's a bunch of people who say, "Oh, you'll build the muscles and this and, that and the other thing." And nah, it's a, 
It, it I'm is sure some not. of that's true, but I, I'm sure that some of that's true. But the reality is, look, you're going to discourage yourself because it's not the sound you want to hear first and, off. And you learn different ways of playing. There's a there's yeah. a completely different way of playing when it comes from an electric to an acoustic. Yeah, I mean that that just the difference in having a wound G string versus an unwound G string is huge. Oh yeah. So. And even if you're playing low tuned metal, um, and that's something else we should talk about. So, would you ever recommend? And I'll reserve my answer until after you're done. Would you recommend a seven string to a beginner? Um, I guess it really depends on. A number of factors, but mostly like what they're aiming to achieve. Uh, there are some beginner level seven strings out there now. Uh, there are also beginning level baritone guitars. If you're into the down tune, drop tune metal thing, yeah, get a, get a seven string. But make sure you got to teach it regardless. And that's really important. We I think we touched on it. They can at least acclimate you to the instrument because I know at least finding training material for seven string guitar is going to be a little bit more difficult yeah. than a six string instrument. Yeah, you're going to find less tablature. You're going to find less YouTube videos. And you're going to find less people that are that are um, teaching to it. So if you're ready to go seven string and you want to do that, and and there's nothing wrong with it. I think if you're going to play seven string, you should get a seven string. Just like if you're going to play electric, get electric. But um, you should also be prepared to be the outsider. It's just like the five, set, five, six, and seven, and ten, twelve string bass player. Be ready to be the one that stands over here while everybody else is right here in the middle. But don't think that because you want to do something different, everybody should start pandering to you either. Remember, yeah. you wanted to go to the outside. Be ready for that outside um Playing. There's no, there's no real reason you can't play six string materials on a seven string guitar. No, I mean, it's no, after all, it's not. still a guitar with an extra string. So Same I with mean, the bass. you can still take advantage of all that six string material. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that you know if you're not like looking for that sound, don't go buy a seven string guitar right off right. the bat. It's just not, it's not necessary. Um, and and the extra string does change a lot of the shapes and stuff that you have to learn. So yeah, and in the beginning, the whole tuning thing is the reason that I recommend to people don't buy a locking trim in the beginning mm -hmm. you know i mm -hmm. called it a floating bridge earlier i wanted to i meant to say locking trim well even a floating bridge i mean i i, I agree with floating bridge you break a string your tuning's completely out yeah you're completely gone and if you want to retune oh here we go gotta re gotta yeah. reset my stuff so I, I i have a there's a guitar player i play with um currently and he uh he's his skill level is i would say very early intermediate and he still hasn't quite got the concept on his guitars ahead because he's got several guitars on his guitars that have a floating bridge. You can't just tune the strings once. You have to tune them like nine times in order to get that bridge balanced. And uh, he's starting to get that concept. But but in the, in the beginning, it was a real challenge. And of course, the floating bridge also brings into problems with, you know, resting your, where you rest your hand and stuff as well, Absolutely. which makes it a bigger issue. Muting can become a problem. And I if you yeah, if you bear down, it's going to be out of tune. So that's, I mean, so um, our quote unquote buyer's guide is if you're going to, if you're the person who's purchasing a, an instrument for someone, or you know someone is going to buy you an instrument, my recommendation is to remind them that this is something that you're going to use that is very personal and you really should get some in your hands. Even if you're going to order it from Sweetwater, go to Guitar Center and play a bunch of them. Go to whatever, wherever you can go and play as many as of them as you can. Because if you don't, you're going to go and go, ah, 
I really didn't like this. But it looked cool. Yeah, um, and I almost made that mistake when I started because I kind of got it in my head. I was like, I'm going to buy a guitar. And I started looking at Musician's Friend and stuff online. And I had picked out this this silver Fernandez Strat copy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were not bad instruments, but like it was not something you could find in a store. And I just picked it because I'm like, everybody likes this style guitar. Like I didn't even know it was called a Stratocaster at the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you know, everybody makes one like this. And this one has three good reviews. Imagine that. Three good reviews. Three? Wow. That was (laughs) incredible. If you get um, four, you you are right there in the stratosphere. You know, but yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, if I if I buy a guitar for Johnny or you know Alice, then what's going to happen if they decide not to use it?" Well, you can get most of your money out of it. So look at it as a rental fee, especially on the beginner scale instruments. If you don't go too cheap, if you don't get something that's like a hundred bucks, you'll get your money back out of it. You'll get you'll get seventy five percent of it or sixty percent of it out of it. So just look at it as a rental fee. I mean, we look at it that way anyway right now. Exactly. When we buy an instrument, we bought, we try to buy something that we're going to have a little bit of resale value on. Um, right. So it'll retain some of its value. And then when we resell it, it's a rental fee. Yeah. Yeah. So That's why I bought the Les Paul I got uh, recently. That's the other thing. If, if somebody's going to spend a little money, make sure that you're watching the sales. Um, go to every day. Go to Musician's Friend and look at the stupid deal of the day. Yeah. At Guitar Center, you can go to Guitar Center's online thing. Um, they have a daily pick. Um, musician's friend resets at 8 a.m. on uh, Eastern time, and Guitar Center for some reason resets in. Let's see, in four I don't hours think Guitar Center has as good deals as. Uh, yeah, they have musicians a, friend a lot of times they yeah. they cycle them. A lot of times it'll yeah. be the same one. Um, so I have seen just as good deals. As a matter of fact, today yeah. they have a um, a Yamaha Gig Maker pack, hardware pack for a drummer. Hundred thirty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. That's got a drum, um, a kick, a kickstand, a uh, um, snare stand, cymbal stand, a ride stand, and a um, crash stand. So you're looking at, um, uh, oh, sorry, um, not a not a, um, a crash stand. A uh, the other one's a crash stand. A, the um, hi hat. So you got a hi hat. Stand, you know, they got the whole stand set. Normally two hundred seventy dollars, and it actually is normally two hundred seventy dollars. And that's the other thing. American Musical has been pulling off, and I want to, I want to warn people about that one. American Musical will go, oh yeah, this thing is forty seven percent off. Go to American Musical right now and look. They'll have these ridiculous numbers that they're showing you. They're actually right now the same price as everybody else has got, but they're acting yeah. like they've got these huge sales going on. They don't have any sale at all going on. No, it's it's uh, one of those things where you know they have different uh, pricing. So they have like the regular retail price, and yes, it's fifty percent off retail, but you never pay the retail price. No, you know. No. So and and I've been noticing that I don't see as much ZZ sounds stuff. Sounds, um, yeah. Sounds, and I don't see as much um, Sam Ash. Uh, Sam Ash is hurting. They closed a lot of the stores here in the Chicago area. Yeah, they closed their uh, New York store. Yeah, um, which is a shame because they actually have been a pretty reputable place. Yeah. Uh, I know our local stores have had their issues and trials and tribulations, but uh, well, I had it's kind of sad to see them go that way. I had seen somebody post something about how they wish that uh, um, Sweetwater would have more outlets like uh, Guitar Center. And I, and I want to say this. Anybody that's complaining about the fact that Guitar Center is having trouble keeping 
talented employees should realize Sweetwater would have the same problem. It's 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 not just that. It's not the mis- okay. So I think part of it's because Bain Capital is behind Guitar Center. There's this whole idea that oh, Guitar Center's mismanaged and poorly run. Look, it's a retail store. Yes. Look at all your big box retail stores. Their their model, although they're trying to change it right now, their model matches that of Walmart and Target and all these other big giant chain stores. Yeah. And so the reason why Sweetwater ends up coming out looking ahead is because they're spending that money on getting good customer service people instead of trying to keep overhead for a store. Right. Um, they're probably, I mean, I don't know the bottom line here. I don't know, I mean, really what they're making, but that's my impression from dealing with the people at Sweetwater. Well, I highly um, doubt that the markup is any different, but if you've got less overhead, let's face it, you're making more money. So Sweetwater can put people in place that can... Um, give you better customer service because you can train them. If everybody's in the same place, how much easier is it to manage and train them? If you're all in the same building, yeah, pretty much. yeah. Well, and all they're right? and they're all cross trained, and a lot of those guys are are really good. When you get them on the phone and you ask them about products, they know their stuff. Exactly. Um, Matter got fact, a lot of veteran I, employees there too. Yeah, when I bought my uh, uh, Strymon um, Sunset, and I got the favorite switch. The guy said, do you need anything else like cables or whatever? I said, well, I, I think I need a TRS cable for that favorite switch. He goes, no, no, that's in the box. He didn't even yeah. have to look. He didn't do it. Yeah. That's in the box. It's in there. Now, so as I'm looking here, um, I'm a musician's friend. So here's the notable sale for musician's friend that they, that they do a lot of. And actually, it's not going to be a stupid deal this holiday because they're doing it regularly now, I believe. The GNL limited edition tribute ASAT yep. classic ash body electric guitar. Is three hundred and fifty dollars, and this thing is actually a really, really good quality beginner instrument for that amount of money. In fact, I would buy one, except that I need another guitar, like a hole in the head. Um, we always need one more guitar. Jim's giving me a very odd look after saying that, because he knows me. Be- he knows me better. He knows I'm always on the lookout for the next guitar. Um, oh yeah, but, that's incredible. Three hundred forty-nine dollars. I got. I got. Yeah, say they actually that, have two of them. Yep. They have two of them. They have the the, the uh, classic Ash Body. Yep. And then they also have the uh, classic Blues Boy, which is a humbucker in the neck. I love that guitar. You know, um, I've been I've been eyeing <laughs> personally on a personal level. I've been eyeing the um, uh, Ibanez Prestige models, and I want I kind of want to get one before um, they go into uh, you know goodbye. The whole Korean tra- the, yeah. the final Korean the transition. Korean transition. Yeah. I still want to get a made in Japan one. They've got two of them local for a thousand dollars each, and they're both gorgeous. One's an um, one's an AHM uh, sixty four thirty two HM or fifty four thirty two HM, and the other one is a, these are not beginner instruments. No, they're not beginner instruments, <laughs> and it's not a beginner price tag. So shut up, Jim. But I've an eye on them. I've an eye on them. Well, we're going to talk about so let's talk about some gifts for musicians, some stuff that you know, yeah. uh, like around range. If you're buying a, a, an instrument from your spouse, I would assume that they already have one. If they are already a guitar player, uh, you know, there's like tons of stuff, and just look at what they've already got. You know, you can see kind of the brands and the trends. If yep. they like solid color guitars, chances are, you know, you might want to look into Fender and that kind of stuff because that's. Typically, what they're selling is a lot of solid color stuff. Yep. Uh, no, that's that's a terrible idea. <laughs> In reality, look at the body shapes. Like if they have a consistent body shape across the across the you know the room, or if they're always talking about, man, I really wish I had a Les Paul. Or they have a specific band they really like. Maybe look into see what they're using and see what you can find. 
there, I mean, there are cheap copies of everything available, and many from name brand manufacturers like Fender and Gibson. So, and so I want to end things by saying this: if you if you want to consider now, I don't know, I don't know if this other thing I'm going to say is true or not. So somebody would have to chime in, um, maybe in our uh, Facebook page and tell us. Or send us an email, and we'll read it on the show. That's right. Or send us an email. Yeah, we, at um, Practical Guitarist Podcast. Um, at gmail.com not the practical it's just practical no, guitars guitars podcast right yes. at gmail.com if you look at our show notes it's there anyway um uh interestingly enough so we were both looking we're thinking about getting a chinese instrument to modify first try out we're not supposed to talk about this out. yet but okay yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna do it <laughs> so we're, we're we're in the christmas thing so let's face it they are out there so we were looking at Shengzi guitars because at least they're 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 uh, they're obviously Gibson and Fender knockoffs. But, yeah, they're not counterfeit. But they're not counterfeit. They have a big cat, and it says Shengzi, and the headstock is different. Let's face it, you know that's all I got to really do. Um, and then be a be a quality instrument. And I've seen a lot of positive reviews on these Shengzi guitars. Kind of want to get one, take it out, test it. Um, I know I'll probably put pickups in it. I'm thinking bare knuckles because I really I'm I'm a hot pickup. Yeah, they're cool. Guy, they're cool. and I do like bare knuckles. I like the sound of them. So, but anyway, that's down the road. The thing is that if you're going to get a guitar like that, make sure you get one that is not a. Uh, it doesn't say Gibson. It doesn't say Fender. It doesn't say PRS. It doesn't say Rickenbacker. It says don't buy something that's a quote unquote replica. Right. It can still be right. It can be a replica, but not a replica. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you can get your, and that's the thing. Get your boyfriend's name on it. Get your girlfriend's name on it. You know, get. Uh, Don't be a replica. Be a replicant. Right, replicant. Get some. Get your cat's name on it. Get your dog's name on it. You know, do something that's really interesting with it, and and enjoy enjoy the ride. But um, I've heard. Now, I don't know if this is true, and this is where I'd love somebody who knows the law behind this. I've heard that if you play one of those and you're caught playing it live, you can actually – I doubt very much every, anybody's actually had this happen. But you can get into trouble because you are representing a false um, uh, instrument. And so you're, you're, it's copyright thing, something about copyright. I, 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 to play it live. I'm going to weigh in on that a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily if you're caught playing with it. I think it's just ownership. If you own it and you knowingly know that it's not legit and you bought it under the pretense that you're buying something you know you is not legit sell it. you're not supposed to have. And you're really not supposed to sell it. That's even That's worse. Right. But you're really not even supposed to have it. Well, so. no, you can you can legally have it. You just can't play it in public. That's what I was told. So I don't know if that's true. So somebody can weigh in on yeah. that because that's a, that's a whole – Please, because you know, I'm curious. Copyright uh, yeah, thing. We're looking at uh, these Chinese guitars, We and I, I think it's a really cool idea. We actually kind of want to put our money where our mouth is. Yep. I know we've done a couple of podcasts where we've talked about them. We just want to get a couple of cheap ones um, and just check them out and do them as a project guitar. Maybe we'll run some sort of competition surrounding it or something. Yeah, so we're looking at that after the first of the year. Um, and so uh, – Anyway, that that's a big um, that's a big thing for me. I, I really kind of want to try to and uh, see what it sounds like and give it a feel because I don't. It sucks. It sucks. But at least we'll know. Well, yeah. If it sucks, it sucks. That's fine. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that that are talking crap about their um, Chinese guitars, but it says Gibson on the headstock. I'm gonna get one, but it's gonna say Shang Z on the headstock. And if I like it, hey, great! I love the Shang Z. And for two hundred fifty dollars, I didn't spend a lot to get uh, 
get a, an instrument that I want to try out. Yep. Uh, so are we are we wrapping this episode up or do we want to move on to uh, like mid-level musicians? Yeah, let's talk about mid-level. We may as well go an hour with this because we may yeah, as well, well go we'll mid-level. Yeah, we'll go an hour. This is a holiday thing. We'll go an hour with this one. Right. Um, ho, ho, ho. You guys are getting your money's worth. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. They, they, somebody's getting their money's worth. Uh, it ain't me. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for so, sure. Me either. I just paid I again struggle. my monthly fees for keeping this podcast going. <laughs> so I I struggle. Um, actually, I paid for a Skype number, and we're not even using it. Yeah. Um, I struggle with uh, with – you know, every year my wife and I, we exchange gifts like many families do. And uh, we struggle with like, what do we buy each other? Because, yep. you know, when you're an adult, you always like, you just buy the things you need throughout the year. You don't really like leave leave room for Christmas or whatever. And then it comes time to, for December. You're like, I got to stop buying everything so my wife will have something to purchase so that we can do this silly exchange. Uh, we're trying to actually cut down on the amount of money we're spending for Christmas here. So, um, this has actually kind of put a lot of things in perspective. Usually, you know, my list is filled with guitars and pedals and things like that. But this year, like I put, I, I actually have done this in the past too. I'll put picks, I'll put strings, uh, you know, just the brands that I use and the stuff that I prefer. And if she wants to load up a stocking for me, you know, with this kind of stuff, it's great. Uh, those are the things that like musicians, can always do with those essentials picks strings straps yep. uh, strap locks tuners you know so i'll uh, i'll chime in with this um and if you're um, looking to help your local mom and pop store those are the things that absolutely that are the best markup i think we've mentioned that in the past but um it's important that if you really want to help your mom and pop store go get those things because those are the well, things that they make the most money on percentage wise percentage wise. if you're going back to the beginning player if you're a beginning player and somebody's buying you an instrument and they're asking you know where do you where should i go mom and pop yeah and i'll and i'll tell you and i'll tell you this yep. the, the prices may not be the best but you will develop a relationship with those people they will take care of that instrument just like you will you will be able to take it to them for service and a lot of times they'll do do quick adjustments and stuff for you for free uh, guitars are a maintenance instrument. They're not yep. a set it, forget it kind of thing. You got to get them set up regularly and stuff. Oh, so yeah. I, at least that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing a lot of people neglect is they realize they buy guitars and then they just sit and they don't realize that the neck shifts over time and all these different things. So um, just remember that you are forging a relationship with the person that you purchase this from. And of course, Guitar Center they do offer in-store service, but other companies like Musicians Friend, which is also Guitar Center. Uh, or or Sweetwater don't necessarily have a place where you can go and get your guitar set up. So. But, yeah, and the truth of the matter is, so I have I have a couple of them. I'll I'll do shout outs for my local stores. You can do shout outs for yours. I'm in the yeah, I will, I'm well. on the East Coast in the Virginia Beach uh, Chesapeake area. Guitar Center treats me very well here. I love the staff there. Um, Alpha Music is good. Um, they actually have a um, a policy that if you buy a guitar there, a uh, new guitar there, they they give you lifetime setups that's cool lifetime and i don't know if you can if you can imagine how much that's worth but that's like 150 bucks a year um well so, it depends on where you take it yeah yeah and um well they have and they have a great great staff there um and music go around virginia beach um they're a they're an excellent group of people who um have uh, really good 
most musical rounds don't, but they have relatively good uh, prices there. So, and they take good care of you. My my uh, my fact, shout out. Oh, my, well, I just want to say my my um, uh, rep at um, at Music Around in Virginia Beach texts me when something yeah. comes. In. He goes, Jim, what are you interested in? I tell him. I just, he just he knows him. a sucker when he sees one. Yeah, he knows a sucker. <laughs> he knows I'm looking for a. Um, I can tell you this. He's he's texted me six times about a six oh nine, five or six yeah. times. He says, Yeah, Jim, there's another six oh nine in here. You want it? Yes, I do. It's gone. So he yeah. he offered me this. He goes, next one comes in, I'll buy it. You can come in and get it from me. Cool. Yeah. So uh, my shout out. Actually, I don't have a ton of. Now I'm in Chicago, so we got guitar stores galore everywhere here. Uh, I mean, it's it, the 20 minutes drive in all directions. There's going to be a good store. The one I frequent the most, and I got to give a shout out to these guys because they've taken really good care of me over the last two to three years. As long as I've been going there, which I think is like four or five years now, but uh, Good Time Music in Streamwood, Illinois, and it's run by uh, Pat Davy, and uh, he's got a, a technician there named Jimmy, and he's got another guy that helps out the front desk named Jeff. I mean, I know all the guys that are there, um, and it, it's a, it's a very much if you want to just go in and you know shoot the breeze like they'll have long conversations with you about equipment and what you need and i i, I use their con, i call it consulting services all the time because there are things that not all of us know and these guys uh at this store particularly are involved with doing professional services for a lot of the local clientele they do rig building they do i mean they he put he posts all the time pedal boards that he's assembled for people um, as well as rack setups he's built, um, professional audio level stuff, like where they're installing uh, column PAs and those kind of things. And in addition, um, they are one of the best Mesa dealers in the state of Illinois. Uh, they regularly win the award for best Mesa dealer in the state of Illinois. I think they've run it three three years in a row. Um, they have clinics in, show, in store. Uh, they do focus on the guitar clientele, but they do have some bass stuff. The brands they carry are like GNL. Uh, PRS, uh, Mace Boogie, Marshall, um, I think that, yeah, Supro and Rivera. And then, of course, if you talk to Pat, who's the owner there, he will order things from his connections and stuff to get things into the store, even if they don't carry that as a normal brand. Uh, their setup work there is excellent. It's inexpensive. I can get guitars set up there, even with a Floyd Rose for under 60 bucks. And that includes fret jobs, people. Usually you're going to pay a hundred bucks for a fret job. At least that's been my experience and they do top notch work. I've never had a guitar come back from them. That's been like totally jacked or anything. So I would just, I, if you're in the area and you're looking for a shop to get your stuff set up, uh, definitely go there. And if you guys are listening from a good time, fantastic. I'm happy to plug your, your, uh, company. There's no money being, uh, being exchanged here, but I really feel strong about the services they offer. Of course, since I'm in Chicago, I also have to mention Chicago Music Exchange. Uh, for all the weirdness and stuff that you can get there, you can see brands there that you're not going to see in typical stores. Uh, amplifiers that are just like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Uh, and they pretty much have every pedal you can think of in the case, and they'll let you play pretty much whatever you want. If you walk in and they have a $150,000 uh you know, 59 less Paul on the wall, you can ask and they'll get it down for you. Um, just cool store. They have a very open policy about that kind of stuff. And uh, I highly recommend checking it out. Even if you're here in town uh, as a uh, tourist or whatever. Okay. So I'll, I want to give one more plug because uh, 
I recently moved to Virginia, so my my store, my go-to store in upstate New York was uh, Parkway Music in Clifton Park. Um, Parkway Music is a is a fantastic store for every kind of musician. I don't care if you're keyboards, drums, you know, EDM, if you're the sound guy, DJ, whatever. Uh, Parkway Music is definitely the place to go. Again, just like you mentioned, setups very reasonable, um, and their uh, uh, their staff is more than willing to bend over backwards for you. And they're one of the few people around that get Rickenbacker, PRS, Mesa, Dr. Mm-hmm. Z. I mean, you name it. The brands that are harder to carry. That's right. The ones that you you have trouble getting a hold of at any point. Um, those people have them. They're great. They're great folks. You know, you feel like, and they do the clinics. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of um, uh, yeah, really I've cool people. Yep. There. And um, I don't want to do any name dropping, but um, definitely uh, a great place to visit. And it's a huge, huge store, huge store. They moved out of their smaller place and moved into a gigantic um, place in uh, Clifton Park on Route 9 in New York. Uh, I think that New York. I th- think the thing that separates good mom and pops just from the regular run of the mill mom and pops is the not just the quality of the services they provide, but the but the type of services they provide. I mean, it's a professional service store at the end of the day. I mean, good time. They do. They even produce their own pedals like they have. They have connections with and I actually know who the companies are connected with. But I, I, I shouldn't say because I've been told that this might actually get some people in trouble. But um, they produce pedals for the store they're branded for the store that are clones or reproductions of pedals that are no longer produced that have certain mojo uh that you know people look for in fact i know they're doing uh, i think it's a ce2 right now and they're also doing they got a clone that's out of this world it's and I've, I've been told that it's basically a real clone they they have all the parts and stuff um and then uh, and actually stacked it up to my Archer Icon, and, and the Archer Icon paled in comparison. Their, their clan was way better. Uh, but yeah, so I mean those are the kind of services you look for. And as you get a relationship with these people, like I said, you're going to learn more about the instrument. You're going to learn more about the professional side of it in terms of like you know what, what real players are buying that are gigging out all the time and stuff. If that's your goal. I mean a lot of guys pick up a guitar just to play at home. Um, so Yeah, yeah. And a lot of young ladies are out there. They're um, they're uh, buying uh, uh, stuff, and uh, the big thing is that um, you know it's uh, uh, stores that are inclusive. That's the reason I mentioned the ones I did um, are the ones that really they deserve the shout outs. If you've got somebody you think deserves a shout out or a store that you deserves a shout out, please um, send us an email. And, uh, oh yeah, we get we'll, these. We'll definitely we'll get these talk words about out. different places. And if they're local, I'll visit them and I will talk to the people and we will talk about them on the podcast. Yeah. Because I don't mind. I don't mind endorsing a store so much as I do mind endorsing a manufacturer or product. Because if we're ever right. asked to, you know, play something on behalf of someone and then give it a fair and honest review, I don't want to be the guy that sits there and gloats about something that sucks. Yeah, or that other people. You know, there's always that that uh, take that. Oh, that's all, you're only doing that because you're paid to to say it and uh we're not we're not paid to say it so anyway um we hope that you got something out of this we yeah it was a bit of a ramble doing, we certainly had fun I, doing I, it you know these are the best episodes is when you and i sit and just kind of talk and, and yeah. riff on one another so i think we got some cool stuff out of here so what about um you know while we wrap this up what about t-shirts coffee mugs 
you know, things like that. I'm a coffee mug person. If somebody gives me another guitar coffee oh, yeah. mug, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'll you take, know what? I'll take guitar t-shirts. I have a Tordex hat, a Tordex t-shirt. On. I, give them to While me. we're talking about coffee cups, right. uh, if you are so coffee inclined, this podcast is sort of fueled by Death Wish Coffee. So That's we're right. both holding up our Death Wish Coffee mugs that we're drinking out of right now. Yep. I, I actually drank the very last of my coffee. That was in it. To go. I'm gonna have to refill it. But um, yeah, coffee mugs are a great a great gift. Um, actually, I've got some from Chicago Music Exchange. So I mean, some people still don't use mouse pads, but I'm a mouse pad user. I love uh, um, you know a guitar mouse pad. You know, guitar oriented stuff. It's you, little stuff like that. I don't give care. him a bench. I give love him a bench. it. Yeah. I that, I told my wife this year, and she's actually sitting very nearby. Uh, I told my <laughs> wife this year. I was like, just get me a stool. Get me one of those like Fender custom shop stools that you see yep. in the guitar stores yep. because that's like the easiest way to play a guitar. You get to prop your leg up on it. Yep. It keeps the guitar stable and yeah, it's just convenient. And it's relatively comfortable. And they're not they're not expensive. I think they're like what, 50 bucks or something? Yeah, 50 to $75. So you can you can really spend some money on them, but you don't want to you don't want to get them. Yeah, well, really you can get them cheap too. If you if you look around right, and I'm sure you could probably get those knocked off in China as well. And there's <laughs> um there's companies that do uh, uh personalized uh, straps. Who's it? Ed Chu. What's his raw iron works? I have uh wrought iron straps from Ed. Yeah. And I have to say, if you're looking for something that's like legit, actually, I'm, I've got it right here. Hold and up. decent price. He's under a hundred dollars for these things. Right. Yeah. It's got it's got my initials on it. It has yep. a pick oh, holder it on it. Yep. Um. It, I mean, it's hand oiled. This thing has weathered very well. I abuse my straps, let me tell you. Yeah. And uh, just the way that these are designed, these aren't like a typical vintage leather strap where they have the little like thin hairline of strap. Yeah. I mean, these are a two inch yeah, strap nice. all the way across, and it's supple leather. Yep. And it's comfortable, and it doesn't slip because it's yeah, got the because it's got the the exposed back on it. Yep. It does not slip. So for my SG, perfect. Yeah. And I have three of these. They're nice. 50 bucks a piece, I, roughly. Yep. I think they're around 50 bucks a piece. Yeah, I, I think have if three you, of them. What does that tell you? I think you can get your whole first name on there for $65. So, you oh, know, yeah. total, total. I mean, come on. Ed's, Ed's the nicest guy. He's the easiest dude to deal with. These are made by hand by Ed, yeah. who actually does know how to work leather. He also makes excellent guitar effects, too, if, uh, if anyone's interested. Yep. But uh, Ed is a cool guy. Like, reach out to Ed Chu. You can find his store on Etsy. Maybe we'll post it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll post it in the show notes. I'll put it in there. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Do you have any other shout-outs that you wanted to do? Oh, God. To my wife right now for allowing me to record this podcast because <laughs> yeah. she's mad she doesn't get to use a computer. Because she uh, wants to play uh, an EA game. Yeah. No, I, I love my wife very much. She's been extremely supportive of the podcast. Uh, she's involved in the group, um, and she's also – uh been extremely supportive of Gemini's conquest of the internet. Yeah. So we yeah. we will conquer it eventually. Someday. That's right. So thanks everybody. And again we'll post um links to everything that we've mentioned, including Shangzi Guitar, Rod Iron Works, the music shops that we mentioned. Um except for Guitar Center because you can find that on the interwebs easily enough. And uh we hope you have a great day. Okay. Yeah. Take it easy.